1: here from the roanoke Salem Missionary Baptist Church, located just outside the wonderful town of Garysburg, located here in beautiful Northampton County, North Carolina. We're glad you're able to be with us this morning. Will you please uh, join us if you will, in share and stating our mission statement, Matthew 28 verses 19 and 20? "Go you therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. We're now going to have an opening selection uh, from our musicians. Um, before they do their opening selection, just want to recognize uh, Brother Steve, Brother Elijah, and Brother Marvin. Brother Ricky's not with us today, but we just thank the Lord for them being here on this morning. Amen.
0: I'm going to sing an old, familiar song. Y'all come on, clap your hands with us. I love to praise him. I love to praise his name. I love to praise him. I love to praise his name. I love to praise, I love to praise him. I love to praise his name, oh I love to praise Holy name, I love to praise him, I love to praise his name, I love to pray, Asian, I love to praise his name, I love to pray, Him. I love to praise his name, oh I love to pray. Holy name, Oh, he's my rock, he's my rock, my rock, my soul and shit. He's a wheel, he's the wheel, in the middle of the wheel. I know he'll never, I know he'll never, he won't let you down. He's just a jewel, he's just a jewel. Hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah I love I love the praise His name Oh Hallelujah 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 I love the praise His name Oh Hallelujah 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 I love the praise His name Oh hallelujah. the jewel that I have found. Oh, hallelujah! 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 hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Jesus! Anybody wanna thank him? Anybody wanna thank? You? Can I tell you why? Why I wanna? Early this morning, early, early this morning Stopped my, my bedside. Didn't let me sleep too late He woke me up on time Have I got a wit? Have I got a wick? Oh, holly, holly Hallelujah, holly Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah Hallelujah You've been good to me Hallelujah Lord you've been so good Hallelujah, Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
1: holy name, thank you. Thank you, I say that's the best church house band in the land. Yours may be as good, but it can't be any better. I'm biased, I know, and I don't apologize for it. Amen. Amen. Just want to uh, take a couple of minutes, or not even that long, just to welcome those of you who are uh, with us on this morning, those who are part of the live stream broadcast week. Thank you for choosing uh, us this morning at this time. We know that you have many, many, many different uh, selections of wonderful and great and powerful uh, effective church ministries all over the the world, literally, certainly all over this nation uh, that you could be uh, tuned into or watching at 10 a.m., but thank you for watching us on this morning, wherever you may be, Northampton County, North Carolina anywhere uh in the state and perhaps it's not impossible that you might be literally out of the the country at the time but we thank you for watching our service uh, that god has blessed us with on this morning would not be possible without certainly god's favor upon us and providing the resources here at ronald salem and certainly part of those resources are human resources uh, in the person of uh, Mr. Derek Buffalo and Ms. April Allen and Ms. Uh, Jasmine Smith, so um, we wanna thank God for them. As uh, we, we're missing this morning, Deacon Woodrow Harding Jr. Sunday, we call him, uh, he is still hospitalized, but uh, the last report, the, the latest update I had uh, Thursday of this week is that um, he is, he's doing better, he's doing better, But we still need to just continually just ask the Lord and believe the Lord that he's going to help Sonny make a full recovery and praying certainly for any and all uh, people that we know, not only our church family, when we hear about folks in our community or wherever we may hear about them from, we ask the Lord to bless them and to heal them and to uh, encourage the family members during this time of sickness, whatever it may be certainly also want to um, ask the Lord to give peace and comfort and, and strength uh, to many families in our, uh, in our local area that we know of. They have recently um, laid loved ones to rest, and just even as recently as this past uh, yesterday and Friday, and then we know some others uh, who will be laying a loved one to rest come Monday, if the Lord allows, tomorrow. And so, you know, there's no such thing as as, um, past time to be praying and asking the Lord to stop, stop asking the Lord to heal the broken hearts of the grieving. A grieving process is an individual thing, and and, and we all go through it, and we all uh, grieve differently, but the one thing we as the body of Christ can do is to Just lift those folks up in front of the Lord from time to time and just remind the Lord, Lord, we don't know when they may be having a day or a moment where it's extremely difficult and challenging, uh, but you do. And we're asking you that when those moments come in the lives of of anybody who's grieving someone that they they loved, we just ask you, Lord, to immediately intervene and um, just let them feel your, your peace, Lord. Let them feel your comfort. And Lord, we want you to, in time, and you know, we know your timing is perfect, restore their joy, Lord, restore their joy so that their uh, tears of sadness may turn into tears of uh, celebration uh, for the life of the person that they loved and lost. Don't have a whole lot mm-hmm. by way of announcements this morning, but I do want to read one that was um, sent to our local pastors. By mr tony burnett he is the uh, president of our local chapter of the naacp this is what it says it says good evening pastors he sent it last night if you would please let your church family know about the martin luther king junior day celebration tomorrow january 18th we will line up at the cultural and wellness center at 8:30. now for those who live in our immediate area the Cultural and Wellness Center is in Jackson, and pretty much everybody locally knows that. So uh, the lineup will be there at 8.30. We will have prayer and then drive to Seaboard, and uh, the procession will end on Railroad Street here in Seaboard. So this is gonna be a, uh, a driving, a, a vehicle procession tomorrow. Uh, as Tony has indicated, as he said, there will be, um, we'll get together at 8.30 at the Cultural Wellness Center. He says there will be a prayer, and then I guess there will be certainly lining the cars and whatever the vehicles are up, and then we're going to drive from uh, the Cultural Wellness Center in Jackson here to, well, to Seaboard, right just five miles from where I'm standing now, and uh, the, the procession procession will end in Seaboard, and that's in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. While I'm on that subject, I, I pray and, I, and, I, and I'm trusting that uh, most Americans, most Americans, we, we, I understand that you know racial bias and hatred and ignorance still runs rampant in this country, and it runs across all skin colors and all uh, genders, and it runs across um, uh, it runs across every mm-hmm. level of socioeconomic economic uh, level you can decide, but you can think of. But I hope most Americans will take some time today, tomorrow. Uh, if you don't do anything but just um, have a moment of silence in recognition of the life of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Uh, that man changed this world. That man changed this entire world. He certainly, his life and legacy and his work had the most profound impact on this nation. But there were, men, there are men and women from around the world who, who tell us and have written publicly uh, that, the life of Dr. King was, a, was positive and impactful in helping them decide to become social justice warriors uh, wherever they may live, where there was some type of oppression, whatever it may be, and that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, was an inspiration. They, they say, people say, and people of course in our country say, you know, if this man willingly gave up his life, and I say willingly because Dr. King always knew that he was in danger, he was in danger of literally being killed every day he was out there publicly, and those with him, but he knew as the leader, he was the target, and yet he still forged on, he he still stood up, and he did it, and this is very important, he did it with the confidence of knowing that the Lord Jehovah God was with him, and God was for him. And we don't know how much time we have. Only God knows that for sure. But what we can know while we're living is that we ought to do our best to honor God in whatever way he's blessed us, whatever gifts and talents he's blessed us with. And Dr. King certainly did that. And again, I I pray that you will uh, take some time. If there's a local celebration of some sort that you may feel up to and can get to, that might be an idea. But even if you don't, even if you don't do that, um, whisper a prayer to the Lord, those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank him for giving us such a servant as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a man, again, who not only uh, helped make changes to, be, to begin to drive and push our nation into becoming in reality what it is uh, in theory, what it's supposed to be, but he also you know clearly also uh, changed some people, some individual lives, and many, many great leaders came uh, who were near him. Many, many great leaders of social justice continued that, that fight and that battle on uh, and it inspired millions around the nation and, and this world to do the same. So we thank God for Dr. King. I want to also um, switching gears just say that um, Ms. Jasmine Smith made the honor roll once again, so proud of Doll Baby for making the honor on all of our, all of our church family, uh, students, we're proud of you. And like, and as we've always tried to do, if you let me know about your accomplishments, I certainly intend to try to um, make sure that they are recognized. I think that's all I have by way of announcements on this morning. Want to continue to thank you for your generous, very generous financial support of Roanoke-Salem Missionary Baptist Church and of the work of Jesus Christ in general because uh, many of your dollars that you give to Roanoke-Salem, we give to other charitable and other um, organizations that do work sp- directly and specifically with people in our community, and one or two even outside of this, this community, uh, to help positively change people's lives. So Thank you for your giving. Of course, we wanna make sure that we can continue to do what we do here in terms of getting the ministry out and all. None of this stuff is, is free. But we just thank you that you are being obedient to, as unto the Lord by continuing to give your tithes and offerings. Um, you can, of course, as we say, remind you, you can, if you want to mail your tithes and offerings uh, into, uh, to the church uh, over the next several days it's, uh, the address is P-O-Drawer-Z, Garrysburg, North Carolina, 27831, P-O-Drawer-Z, Garrysburg, 27, not 27831, is that correct? Yeah, 27831, okay. I'm getting, I'm getting my own from Seaboard confused. Certainly those who live in the area locally, you may come by the church and come to the office Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. Tomorrow, of course, there will be nobody here observing the holiday. But Wednesday or Friday, you can come by uh, from 9 o'clock in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And there will be somebody here to receive your tithes and offerings. And then, of course, you also have the opportunity that you can uh, go to our Roanoke-Salem church page, our, our church website, uh, which is rsmbc.com. Again, let me repeat that to you for you. It is rsm bc.com when you go to our uh, website and the home page opens up across the top you'll see several tabs one of those tabs says giving so if you click on that tab that says giving then when that page opens you'll be directed as to how you can give online and many of you do and we just we just thank you for that so Thank you, thank you, thank you for your generous giving and continued support uh, of the work of the Lord as you give until this ministry, and I'm sure other ministries that you give into as well. <clears throat> Let's prepare our um, hearts and minds now for the, the morning prayer. Before I pray this morning, I just want to say that there's so many different things, so so much. So much chaos, my wife actually said that this morning. She said, you know, it's just so much chaos and so much um, anger and frustration and division uh, in our nation. Uh, Sometimes it flares up even in our own community and and that's true. Of course, we still deal with COVID-19 all over this nation and all over the world. Uh, It's still devastating lives daily. And then we just have to deal with the fact that, um, you know, all of us as human beings have our shortcomings. We have our flaws. We have our weaknesses. We have some things about us that are great, wonderful, and then we have things about us that are sometimes not so good at all. But I want be—I want you to be encouraged this morning to realize that Jehovah God sits high, looks low, and he is still, he's still in control. And, that, and those two things may seem um, contradictory to each other just because of the fact you say, well, you know, why would God let such a, well, God lets a lot of things happen just because he's given us a free will. A lot, a lot of the conflict, a lot of the chaos, a lot of the trouble and turmoil and anger and frustration that we have, uh, not only in America, but around the world. It's of our own choosing because we can choose. God has given us brains to reason with. And if we really wanted to, we could figure out how to be agreeable, to disagree without being agreeable. We could figure out how to respect people's boundaries and borders. And we could figure, and and we, and no, it's right, we don't need to let one group of people. enslave and 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 overpower and and control and brutalize others but again that's because of the hearts that are within those people who have that thought and that desire to act in such a cannibalistic and such excuse me a barbaric way they can change if they choose to so god lets us do a lot of what we choose to do because he gave us free will but when we go but but he won't let us go but so far he never lets us go but so far before he steps in and says okay now you have you're showing me that you're not gonna try to do better and different so now i'm gonna step in and we've seen it many many ways so i I want you to be encouraged that god the father god the son jesus christ god the holy spirit jehovah god the triune holy god of Jehovah God. He's watching all the time. His eyes and ears are open and nothing happens unless he makes it happen, he initiates it, or he allows it to happen. And if he does, whichever way it may be, he has a reason. But trust him at all times. Trust him at all times and he will direct your paths. Lord Jesus, we pray this morning simply that you will continue to bless our our world, bless our nation, bless our communities, bless our homes, bless us individually. Lord God, thank you for loving us so much that you actually wrapped yourself in human flesh and came into this wicked world, walked among us, walked among us, and talked among us, healed us, raised people from the dead, taught us what was right, but still allowed us to choose what we would do but then at the appointed time you allow yourself to be killed to be a sacrifice so that all humanity has the opportunity to be reconciled to the father by humbling ourselves and submitting ourselves to you jesus so that when we die our souls which live on through eternity will be guaranteed to be in heaven with you and father and the holy spirit and all the saints of god the saved saints of god who have gone on before us and then lord jesus we we know that it's not even about just when we die lord if we will trust you if we'll if we'll let you have your way by our relationship our relationship to you through the holy spirit the power of the holy spirit being obedient to the holy spirit as best we can lord we know that you'll make things right for us right now you'll 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 help us live an abundant life, a more abundant life, a more successful life. Not success by the way the world counts success, but success by the way you say it's successful. Lord, if we have enough food to eat, if we have a a safe and clean and, and, and nice place to stay, if we have fresh, clean drinking water, if we have enough money to meet whatever financial obligations we may have, if we have sufficient clothing for the places where we live and the climates of the year. Lord, if we need a vehicle, if we have one. If, if we need employment, if we have one, have that. Whatever it is, Lord, all those things are, are of you. So when we have those basic things, we've got enough. But Lord, more importantly, when we have peace of mind, when we feel safe both in our homes and outside of our homes, not because we live in a safe world, but because we know that we are protected by you, Lord Jesus. When we have that peace of mind, when, when we can smile and encourage others, even when we may be going through ourselves, Lord, that's, that's the more abundant life that you said you would give us if we will trust you and do our best to be obedient to your word. Bless the folks who are coming into the, the new administration of Biden-Harris bless the outgoing administration of trump and pence bless those families bless those folks who have worked with both administrations lord regardless of what anybody feels about either one of them personally or politically you said that we as christians are to pray for those who are in authority government authority those who have government uh, authority over us you told us to pray for them so in obedience to your word lord we're going to do that Lord, thank you for this day and just ask you to continue to take us through this new year. I end this prayer by asking you once again, please take COVID out of your world. But whenever you choose to do that, in the meantime, thank you for the vaccines that you provided. May they be distributed swiftly, safely, and fairly. In Jesus' name, one last thing, Lord, protect people around this nation for the threat of violence that we've already been told uh, has been planned and some people are looking to execute. Show up and show out, Lord Jesus. Remind them that you are God and you are in control. In your name, Jesus, amen. We'll have a Samonic selection now and then we will continue on with the service.
2: of my time, Lord, I'm standing here, not wasting time to tell you, Lord, Lord I thank you for, our, for, for all, all you've done, you've done, let me say just one more time. Lord, I'm standing here, not a wasting time to tell. Lord, I thank you for, for our all you've, done, you've done. done. Y'all just let me say I one more time. Doing alright Somebody out there somebody out there Got something to to laws for wherever you are right now Thank you out there. Somebody tell God, thank you. Thank you. Somebody tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. If you got breath in your body, you are to tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. If your family circle was not broken this morning, you are to tell God, thank you. Thank you. If you got the activities of all your limbs, you are to tell God, thank thank you. Thank you, Lord. If you got a roof above your head, you ought to tell God, thank you. Thank you Lord. If you got a car to drive this morning, you ought to tell God, thank you. You ought you to tell God, thank you. God will bless you according to your praise. You ought to praise it right where you are. Tell God, thank you. Tell God, thank you. Lord. Tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. In spite of everything that's going on, you are to tell God, thank you. Thank you thank ought to open your mouth and tell God, thank you. Thank you. Lord. you are to open your mouth and tell him, thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. There's been times you didn't think you was going to make it, but God let you make it through. You are to tell God, thank you. Thank you. You are to tell God, thank you. You could have been in the hospital this morning. You could have been in a cold, cold grave this morning. You ought to tell God thank you. Thank you, Lord. He been good to me. He been good to me. Yes, sir. He been good to me. Yes.
1: Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, thank you for young men, young women, who are not ashamed of the gospel, not ashamed to call out your name, Lord Jesus, not ashamed to let the world know that they belong to you. Lord, they don't have to go around wearing a 6-inch a, a to 10-inch cross. A big old chain around the neck. They don't have to go around with a Bible that weighs 25 pounds under their arm. They don't have to go around quoting Scripture every other uh, as their as part of their regular conversation. And well, Amen, thank you, Lord. Amen, Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, as part of dotting everything they say. They don't have to do any of that. They just have to live for You and Your Shekinah glory comes upon them and unsaved people their peers, family and friends they see that Shekinah glory on these young people so Lord thank you thank you Lord that you are using young people to share your love around the world and I thank God for young people like these young men young lady April Allen and others that I know personally who are not ashamed that they are servants of the Most High God. Our, Our message this morning will come from the book of Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Romans chapter, I'm sorry, excuse me, Romans chapter 2, my fault. Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Romans chapter 2, this is the NIV version. Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to read it to you now. Paul is writing, You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else, for at whatever point you judge the other, you are condemning yourself, because you who pass judgment do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere man, a mere human being, when you pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you, or do you show contempt for the richness and, riches and kindness, tolerance and patience of God? Not realizing that God's kindness leads you towards repentance. Finally, verse 5. But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant, that's the key word, church family, your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's, ju- for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed. The sermon topic this morning is just very simple and to the point. Stop before it's too late. On January 6th, I watched an angry and murderous group of domestic terrorists and insurrectionists make a failed attempt to overthrow the American democratic system. And most of you, if you didn't see it live, you, you certainly have seen it now for sure. It was only by the grace of Jehovah God that these folks did not succeed. And that's, like I said it before I prayed earlier, God lets us go so far. We make plans. Of course, he already knows our plans. But we may plan to do some, some specific thing or things, and God says, no, you're not going to do it because I'm not going to let you do it. And that's what happened on January the 6th. The Capitol Police force, for whatever reason, uh, was, was, was overwhelmed number-wise um, and really could not have stopped that without literally shooting many, 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 many of those folks, these insurrectionists. Should have been a much higher death toll, but, but God stepped in, and he said, no, I'm, you know, you, I'm going to let you do a little bit. And, 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 of course, they did too much because a Capitol Police officer was killed and some of their own group was killed. But God put a barrier there, invisible barriers, that did not allow it to be worse than what it was. So uh, I know it was just God's grace. It wasn't worse. Now, I also have to recognize, and I do recognize, that uh, everybody who went to Washington, D.C. on January the 6th may not have necessarily gone there uh, with the intention of, 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 of creating death and destruction. They may not have gone there with the intention of trying to overthrow our government, but everyone who stepped foot inside that building and who took part in that failed coup, they did have those intentions. Since January the 6th, I've been wondering how some of our American Christian leaders, uh, those who have the celebrity status, uh, uh, those who are leading these large International mega ministries. I've been wondering how how have they been feeling about what happened on January the 6th? Most of these folks that I'm talking about are white evangelicals. They're not all white. They're not all evangelical. But most of the ones that I'm talking about are white evangelicals. And and these are folks who have publicly praised and supported Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the person that I hold most responsible for what happened for the carnage and the deaths on january the 6th but i just i'm wondering what are these trump supporters uh these christian leaders what what are they going to do now first of all several of them have credibility problems they publicly and you know i'm not making any of this up google some names and find it for yourself some of them publicly declared that jehovah god told them Donald Trump would be reelected. Some of them made those statements boldly and loudly publicly. Well, of course, he was not. And, and, and let's just set the record straight for the 100th millionth time. The 2020 election was not stolen from Donald Trump. There's not even any way possible it could have been, if you think about it logically. But it wasn't stolen. And as proof positive or, or, or further support of the fact that it was not stolen, several of his top administrative officers, including former Attorney General Bill Barr, publicly stated it wasn't stolen. Bill Barr publicly denounced the lies that Trump started telling the very night after the election results were coming in. And, and as a follower of Jesus Christ, there, there are two things I know. Number one, if God wanted Donald Trump to have another four years as president, he would have won, period, end of conversation. There is not a person, group, or organization, there's not a government on the face of this earth that would have been able to stop Donald Trump from being reelected if that had been Jehovah God's perfect will If that had been his perfect will, Donald Trump would be president for four more years. Here's the second thing I know for sure. Jehovah God does not lie. He doesn't lie, folks. Never has. He never will. He cannot lie. Which means every person who said God told them Trump would win is a liar. I don't apologize for being just that bold and And just that, you know, straightforward with it, every person who claimed publicly that God told them Donald Trump was going to win, you, you, sir, you, ma'am, you are a liar because you either told a willful lie knowing that God never said that to you or you told a lie in ignorance just thinking, I guess, if I say it to myself and say it loud enough, it may happen. But God didn't lie. You lied. Today, I want to speak the truth, however, in love to every church leader who has led the saints of God away from God and encouraged them to worship Donald Trump. If you are still worshiping Trump or any other human being, stop before it's too late. God is a loving, patient, and forgiving god with all of us but there is a limit to god's patience with our sins amen now there's a limit in romans chapter 1 verse 18 the apostle paul says that the wrath of god is being revealed from heaven uh, against all godlessness and wickedness of men who who suppress the truth by their wickedness, wickedness Since what may be known about God, his holy nature, is plain to them because God has made it plain. In other words, we don't have an excuse to not know God because he reveals himself to all of us all the time. Amen. When Paul uses the word men, he's not just referring to unsaved people. May I suggest to you that there are church leaders who manipulate god's word which allows them to control god's people for their own benefit and we've seen quite a bit of that these past four years the bible records stories of church leaders who who fail to honor and serve god faithfully for their own benefit or to the benefit of others think about eli and his sons, uh, not that Eli was unfaithful, but he didn't discipline his sons the way he should, and he ended up disgracing the name of God. And his sons, Hanaphi uh, and Phinehas. In Romans chapter 2, verse 1, Paul says, when a church leader passes judgment on the saints and the general community for our sins, but, but we continue to do the same sins, the leader is condemning himself or herself And we have no excuse. I think about all the times I've heard some church leaders tell congregations that God must always be first in your lives. And he should be. And yet some of these same church leaders made Donald Trump first in their lives. And they encouraged church members to do the same. Romans 2 verse 2. God's judgment against people who do such things is based on the truth. That's what it says. W- what I'm preaching this morning is not based on hearsay or my opinion of what some church leaders have done. There is video and audio evidence of some of you making statements like only Donald Trump could save America. Some of you declared Trump to be God's man even as you witness him saying and doing things Totally contrary to God's word. Verse 3, Paul asks a rhetorical question. He says, uh, when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on other human beings for their sins, do you think your sins will escape God's judgment? And, of course, the answer to that is no. And the reason why we won't escape God's judgment, and it's kind of mind-blowing if you think about it, The reason we won't escape God's judgment is because he loves us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6 says from the NIV, because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son or as a daughter. So he punishes us because he loves us. Verse 4, Paul asks if church leaders do not understand if church leaders do not understand or appreciate God's kindness, his his tolerance, his patience towards them, because he wants them to repent, which means ask for forgiveness and stop sinning. Psalm 86 verse 15 says um, from the NIV, but you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, which means you're patient, Um, and says that You're abounding in love and faithfulness. Even now, God is willing to forgive our willful sins against him because he loves us. But we got to be willing to ask for his forgiveness and to repent. Finally, verse five. Paul says, for every church leader that continues to be stubborn and unrepentant in their sins A day is coming where God will bring his judgment and his wrath. I found an explanation of God's wrath that I like. It's it's written by a man named Ed Jarrett, who uh, has been a Christian teacher and writer for over 40 years. This is what Ed Jarrett wrote in a piece for ChristianityToday.com. He defines God's wrath by saying, God's wrath is not angry retribution against those who have offended God rather God's wrath is his righteous judgment against those who do evil God is righteous hallelujah and he will judge us according to his righteous standards that means what I think what you think what anybody else thinks doesn't matter God judges according to his righteous standard. God's wrath against sinners is nothing more than giving them what they deserve. Just think about what kind of wrath could God bring against me and bring against you for the sins that we continue to commit, even though we know better. Here are a few examples of God's wrath from the Bible. Uh, The great flood found in Genesis chapters 6 through 9. The destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, but Sodom is the one where uh, Lot and his family were living. That's found in Genesis chapter 9, excuse me, chapter 19. Um, God used the Assyrians to destroy the 10 tribes of Israel. These are examples of God's wrath. That's found in 2 Kings chapter 17, verses 1 through 23. The destruction of the Egyptian army. That's found in Exodus chapter 15, verse 7, the final, the final blow, the final thing that destroyed that army. Jesus' anger with the money changers. That's found in St. John chapter 2, verses 13 through 16. And then final example, there are many, many more, but a final example I'm sharing this morning. Jesus' anger with the religious leaders of his day. That's found in Mark chapter 3, verse 16 as i close i i say to some church leaders and you know who you are if you're still lying to church members about the 2020 election if you're still encouraging church members to legally and financially support a failed political leader who has only used christians for his personal gain stop before it's too late Please don't let Jehovah God's wrath, don't bring his wrath upon you and maybe even your own families because you are too stubborn, you're too arrogant, you're too hard-hearted to admit when you're wrong. I, I know I personally have no clout with any of you and that, that's okay, but, but I also know through the spirit that God has been speaking to you through people that you do know and trust. My final thought in this message is that this message is messages for every Christian, every follower of Jesus Christ, because if any of us, whoever we are, if we are engaged in a public or private sin, and that includes what we think and what we say, please stop before it's too late. If God has brought you into 2021, I believe he intends to bless you and to use you greatly in this year. Amen. Amen. But until we let go of our willful sins, we disqualify ourselves. And the danger is that maybe when we least expect, God may decide he's been patient long enough. I don't want a righteous God to bring his wrath upon me. I don't want God to give you or me what we uh, deserve for our continuing disobedience against him. I pray that no one in the body of Christ experiences the wrath of God in 2021. And the only way to do that is to stop before it's too late. But the best reason to give up sin is simply because God loves all humanity so much. And he proves that to us every single day. He withholds his righteous punishment from uh, somebody giving each person more time to decide to love him back. In fact, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ stands in the gap between God the Father and our sins. That's why Jesus was willing to come into the world in the form of a human man. That's why when he came here, he walked among us and he healed the sick and he raised the dead. But he came here with a specific purpose, which was to be the to be the appropriation of our sins in other words he became sin for us so at the appointed time jesus christ let man falsely accuse him in pilate's judgment hall and in herod's judgment hall jesus christ let man um, slap him in his face put a crown of thorns around his head blood came gushing down People spat in his face, y'all, but he allowed it to happen. Jesus Christ let man take him outside and and scourge him uh, with leather ropes that had metal uh, and rocks tied to him to rip the skin from his body. Jesus Christ let them beat him almost nearly to death. And then he still allowed them, man, to give him a 250, perhaps 300 pound cross and to carry it by himself almost all the way up a deep, steep hill where he was going to be put to death. Jesus Christ let man take a stake that looked like this. See it? Jesus Christ let man drive this in his hands. Uh, Some scholars say historically correct, they put it in his wrist, but they put it in his hands, and they drove him in his feet to nail him to a cross. Jesus Christ let man, uh, after he had given up the spirit, pierce him in his side, and out came his blood and his water. But before he died, remember the thing that's most important to you and me. Jesus Christ said to his father, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus Christ let man put him in a borrowed tomb. A tomb was underground. And he stayed there for three days, but Early on that third morning, a day we call Sunday, the first day of the week, we now know it as Easter Sunday, Jesus Christ got up with all power in his hands, all power in earth, all power on heaven, in, in, on earth and in heaven and under the earth, because his Father had promised it to him as a reward for his obedience. It's the power of Jesus Christ through our relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, that keeps us and sustains us every day. And it's that same power, that living power, that helps us, if we choose to, to stop sinning against him. None of us are perfect, none of us ever will be, but we can make changes if we choose to give our lives to Jesus. I want to um, lead us now, for those who've heard the word this morning, and Maybe you have been affected by the word. Maybe the Holy Spirit is telling you it's time to make a change. Maybe you just need to repent this morning. Ask for forgiveness and repent. But for those who are unsaved, if you want to become part of the body of Christ, this is, I ask you to repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me for my sins. I believe you are the Son of Of the living God I believe you rose from the dead I ask you now to be my Lord and Savior in your name Jesus I pray amen if you pray that prayer according to God's word you are now saved you're part of the body of Christ all the promises all the uh, benefits uh, of heaven are immediately available to you two things you need to do daily you need to give God praise daily. And you need to do your best to trust and obey Him daily. It's really three things, but do those three things. The Lord is with you, He's for you. There's a hedge of protection around you. And God will use you mightily. Don't let what's going on in this world get into your mind so deeply. And Corrupt your mind to the point where you become, you feel like giving up. No, ma'am, no, sir. You have God, the King of kings, Lord of lords, with all wisdom, all power and authority, and who can see everything at all times everywhere. He is on your side. He's with you. He's for you. You have no reason to be hopeless. Call out to him whenever you need to. And then not only just call out to God for yourself, ask him to bless others too especially those who are unsaved you do that you'll see your life turn around quickly I'm gonna ask the um, musicians that's 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 wonderful right there go ahead and lead us out this morning let me give the benediction and then you do that and now may the grace of our lord and savior jesus christ the sweet communion of his holy spirit rest room and abide with us henceforth and forevermore amen
0: be blessed my brother be blessed my sister